Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, I'm bringing you guys a PPR mock draft, an eight-teamer from the fourth overall spot, as requested by one of my subscribers, Isaac, down below in the comments. So if you guys would like me to do one of your guys' mock drafts, please let me know down below in the comments. I'll try to get to it eventually. There is a long list ahead of you if you just place it down now to get it, but if you place it now, you will get it quicker rather than later so like I said this is an eight team PPR mock draft from the fourth overall slot one quarterback two running backs two wideouts tight end flex kicker defense and six bench spots so since this is an eight team league I'm actually going to be showing you guys a new strategy because in the eight team drafts I like to draft a bit different to how I would if I was in a say 10 12 or 14 team league for them all I kind of draft differently but for an eight team league especially in an eight team league I value the quarterback and tight end position far more than I do in these other leagues because if you're in a 10 team league you need or in a 12 team league which is like the average size I would say of a league you're finding that you can draft a quarterback later and then be super uh, successful on your roster because everyone has a more balanced roster but in an eight team league you're going up against the Golden State Warriors versus another Golden State Warriors team because it's just super teams all over the place and that's what you're going to be dealing with so you have to make sure you have a better quarterback and tight end than the competition specifically tight end that's why I advise drafting a tight end earlier in the draft that I normally would just to get that positional advantage because tight end one two and three guys like Kelsey Kittle and not Ertz anymore Mr. Mark Andrews are so much better than the rest of the crop that I really like to target the tight end position early so right now we are at the third overall slot and to me this is a very very easy selection since we are in a league that is a shorter or a smaller type of league in an eight-team league. I typically go running back here, but the value here is unreal at the wide receiver position. It's going to be easy to snag a running back that I think is still going to potentially finish inside of the top five, top six in the second round when it comes around. So I would much rather just snag my wide receiver 1A guy that is going to be locked and loaded and very, very safe in your lineup every single game. And that's why I'm going to go ahead and select Michael Thomas. This guy legitimately set all types of records this season. He puts Elmer's glue on his hand before every single game. He just balls out every single time he's on the field. Doesn't matter if Jameis is going to be the quarterback or if it's Drew Brees. If Drew Brees goes down, then it's Jameis. It's A-OK because Michael Thomas has those fucking glue hands. He's going to be great, so that's going to be who I'm going to be targeting here. Now, like I said, typically if this is a 10-12 team league, I'm drafting the running back that I like the most. But here I'm going to go ahead and draft my wide receiver because I'm getting that positional advantage because I just think Michael Thomas is that good. So after one with Michael Thomas, Derek Henry can't the board, followed by Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, Joe Mixon, Miles Sanders, Julio Jones. So now I can go ahead and snag my running back. And to me, this is a kind of tough decision. There's two guys I really like on the board right now at the running back position. And it's between Austin Eckler and Nick Chubb. I think that both of these guys have top 10 potential, potentially top 5 potential. But I think the guy who I feel safest with here is Austin Eckler. This is a PPR league. This guy is going to eat both on the ground and in the passing game, whereas Nick Chubb is going to get a little or a lot worse uh, passing 
opportunities because uh, Mr. Kareem Hunt, Karate Kick Kareem Hunt, is around him. So I'm going to go ahead and select Austin Eckler here. I really love him out of L.A. Obviously, they have now a new quarterback in Justin Herbert. And those rookie quarterbacks, if he plays, maybe plays three weeks in, they love dump, they're like dump-off city. They just dump the ball off because they're scared to make a dumb decision and throw it down the field. So Austin Eckler is going to be a very safe player on this team. So after we went with Austin Eckler, Leonard Fournette came off the board, followed by Aaron Jones, Josh Jacobs, Tyreek Hill, Chris Godwin, Ty or Travis Kelsey. So that's typically where I want to get a tight end is in the third round, but my tight end one has been picked. So we're going to go ahead and pray to the fantasy football lords that he falls to the fourth round, the guy I actually want in Mark Andrews, because I don't think that he will get picked before we get to pick again. So looking at our team so far through two rounds, we have Austin Eckler, and Michael Thomas, two very, very great players on our team. Obviously, this is a fucking eight-team league, so it's going to be very easy to get a stacked roster, but our roster is going to be more stacked than the rest. Now, Fantasy Pros is Kenyon Drake ranked above Nick Chubb, and I just personally don't see that at all. I think that Nick Chubb has top 10, top 5 potential, whereas I think Kenyon Drake's a more safe pick, a guy that's easily going to finish inside of the top 14. I just think that the opportunity for Nick Chubb is going to be unreal. Kevin Stefanski, the old offensive coordinator, for the Minnesota Vikings becomes the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. They get rid of Freddie Kitchens. They're getting rid of all these dumbass coaches and bringing in a guy that may actually know how to draw up the X's and O's for the offense and the defense. So I think that Nick Chubb is going to eat. Stefanski is a notably run-heavy coach, so I think that Nick Chubb should be able to eat on the ground like his name was Ezekiel Elliott. So that's why I'm going to select Nick Chubb here at the 304. So after I went with Mr. Nick Chubb, George Kittle can't the board, followed by DJ Moore, Mike Evans, Kenny Galladay, Kenyon Drake, Lamar, Jackson, Clyde Edwards-Lair, and Al Robinson. So the guy I wanted fell right into my arms. That is tight end Mark Andrews. I think Mark Andrews is easily the number three guy. I can see him even finishing as the number one guy if Kelsey or Kittle miss any type of game time because Mark Andrews is Lamar Jackson's favorite target. He's the best wide receiver on the offense, and this man is always fucking open. Lamar Jackson just finds him. He zeroes in on him and feeds him the rock. Now, you want to know what happened to his teammate? Mark Andrews' teammate, Hayden Hurst, got his ass shipped to Atlanta to be Dirk Cutter's bitch, the guy that fucking Matt Ryan's going to throw the ball to a million times. So now Mark Andrews gets to be the head honcho. Now there's not going to be as much of a split. He's going to be seeing more time on the field. So I think that Mark Andrews here, without a doubt, is the pick here. Let me know down below if you guys like anyone more than Mark Andrews at this pick and where you guys would have went, but personally, I like to get Mark Andrews here. So after we selected Mr. Mark Andrews, Juju Smith-Schuster can't the board, followed by Cooper Cup, Amari Cooper, Zach Ertz, Adam Thielen, Pat Mahomes. Now looking at the board as a whole, I haven't really talked about it because nothing too out of the ordinary has actually happened yet. Now, to me, picking Derrick Henry over those guys earlier is kind of weird. Picking Miles Sanders ahead of guys like Eckler, in Josh Jacobs is pretty weird as well. Mr. Tyreek Hill falling to the third round is amazing value, especially when you're playing in an eight-team league where you get that boom or bust kind of guy, a guy who's going to just bust onto the scene and have those great games. But I could also see the argument to where you'd white one a more safer guy like Julio Jones, who's always going to be has that great floor, whereas Tyreek Hill's floor may be like shit, but his ceiling is far higher than Julio Jones. So any other notable picks here? I don't like Amari Cooper really 
at all. I think that he is going to not play that well this season in Dallas because he, well, I think he's going to play well. He'll probably actually finish inside of the top 12 at the wide receiver position. But what this guy does is he does his best act as Houdini. One game, he's on there, and he absolutely cock slaps the Giants or something. And then the next week, he does his best disappearing act. He acts like Houdini, and he does nothing. And then the next week, he's hot, then he's cold, then he's hot, then he's cold. And that equals a top 12 wide receiver, but not a top 12 wide receiver you want on your goddamn team every single week. So Lamar Jackson and Pat Mahomes went in the fourth and fifth round. These guys may go in the first or second round of your draft. Just understand that because people go heavy on quarterbacks sometimes in your at-home league. Maybe you're dealing with some more sharps, and they wait longer. But obviously, if I'm going to be honest with you, if I could have traded Nick Chubb and gotten Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews, I might have actually done that trade just because of getting the quarterback and tight end tandem, but I love Mark Andrews so much that I think I'll be fine with a later round quarterback because like I said, I think getting that top tier tight end is actually more important in an 18 league than getting that top tier quarterback. Because even with quarterba- with quarterbacks, you can kind of draft the guy super late and he finishes inside of the top three, top four, top five, whereas that tight end it's kind of easy to figure out which guy is going to potentially do that, but a lot of them end up busting, whereas quarterbacks, it's kind of easier, in my opinion, to find a later-round quarterback that's going to be great instead of the tight end position. I just think Mark Andrews is such a safe player for these drafts. So right now, looking on the board, Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, Melvin Gordon, Chris Carson, Jonathan Taylor, also on the board for running backs, wide receivers, Keenan Allen, A.J. Brown, Cortland Sutton, Calvin Ridley, Robert Woods. So no names right here are really calling out to me. I don't really like Odell. I don't trust Odell at all. I personally think that he's going to be a bust this season. I just think that everyone's going to continually talk, continuously talk this guy up and up and up and up the draft boards, and then he disappoints like he always fucking does every single season. The best thing this motherfucker did was reach back and catch that ball in the Dallas Cowboys, and he hasn't done anything good since. All right, I just don't believe in Odell Beckham. I think they're going to run the ball so much, so why would there even be so much opportunity for Odell to catch the ball if they only pass the ball 40 or 45 or not even 40? 35 percent of the time so right now the guys I am eyeing right now would be Le'Veon Bell uh Melvin Gordon Chris Carson not Melvin Gordon uh it would be Le'Veon Bell or Chris Carson that's the wide receiver position it would probably be Calvin Ridley or Robert Woods but I think that's a little early for the wide receivers so we're gonna go ahead and select Le'Veon Bell I think this is a very very safe flex play every single week. I understand there's going to be people who are haters of Adam Gaze. I don't like Adam Gaze either. Oh, oh, Nick, you know they brought in Frank Gore. That's going to really fuck up Le'Veon Bell. No, it won't because Le'Veon Bell just needs to catch the ball four or five times a game and he gets that value for your team. He was safe last season, but the reason why people don't like him is because you drafted him inside the top fucking five, six running backs and ended up slapping you in the face and finishing as like a top 18 running back. But drafting a guy that I think has top 12 potential in the fifth round of this draft being the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, the 16th running back off the board, I really do like that value. Now, if you were to go with a more high upside pick, this is an eight-team league, so you can be a bit more risky. You can go Todd Gurley because I'm not sure about Todd Gurley being a bust anymore. I don't really know if I want to draft him because I'm worried about that injury, but I think he could definitely have like 10 games this season where he just cock slaps some defenses because of how much Atlanta is just going to unleash the beast of Todd Gurley, but then Todd Gurley's knee is going to say, no, 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 not today, and it's going to blow up. But that, with that said, I'm going to go with Le'Veon Bell here to be my flex option because Le'Veon Bell has that flex appeal. So if you guys have enjoyed this video thus far, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below for tons 
of more content. So right now, off the board, after we have Le'Veon Bell, A.J. Brown, came off the board, followed by Keenan Allen, Odell Beckham, Todd Gurley, Darren Waller, A.J. Green, Hunter Henry, Melvin Gordon. Now, this guy who drafted A.J. Green must have been higher than Elon Musk. Do not draft A.J. Green in your fucking drafts. If you draft him, better not be in the top 10 goddamn rounds because this guy is a screaming injury problem. This guy has played less than half of his games in the last four seasons. This guy gets hurt going through the x-ray machine to get on the private jet to fly to the goddamn game. This guy gets hurt making cereal in the morning, all right? He's just that injury prone, so I'm very worried about it. And another reason why I actually like going with Mark Andrews is Zach Ertz, Darren Waller, and Hunter Henry are kind of scary. Once you get past those top three guys and Kelsey, Kittle, and Andrews, I'm nervous about them until you get to that, um, tier later, whereas guys that I think have high upside, it would be late round picks, so I'm just going to go ahead and say, fuck it, I'm going to draft Mark Andrews, which I did, because I don't want to have to deal with these injury prone guys, guys like Evan Ingram, Hunter Henry, who really scare me, so right now at the wide receiver position, there's actually a guy I really like on the board here, and it's between three guys here, actually, Cortland Sutton, Calvin Ridley, Robert Woods, now Cortland Sutton to me, screams, I, I'm going to buy too much into him, and he's going to suck because they drafted all these other wide receivers around him. So I think I'm going to go ahead and go with Robert Woods. I love Calvin Ridley as well, but I just think Robert Woods has the potential to be the wide receiver one on the LA Rams. There is that potential that Cooper Cup gets his ass shipped off to a different team before the season starts because they can trade him right now and not be too much on the books for owing him any type of money. So they want to get rid of him sooner rather than later, and because they have legitimately have no goddamn money. Money. That's why they got rid of Gurley. So I think Robert Woods has the potential to be amazing this year. And we saw last year down the stretch, this guy put up phenomenal numbers. If you look at his stats, it's actually fucking hilarious because he played 15 games, 90 receptions, 139 targets, 1,134 yards, and three touchdowns. Now his stats probably don't, his stats look amazing, but he played nowhere near that. He played fucking awful. He played god awful in those games and at the beginning because Goff couldn't figure it out Sean McVay couldn't figure it out and then at the end he just absolutely was ass whooping because he was open he was he's a very talented wide receiver so I think that Robert Woods has some very high upside in the sixth round there's a guy I'm going to be targeting in a lot of my fantasy football drafts so after we go with Robert Woods Austin Hooper came off the board followed by Kyler Murray Jarvis Landry Dak Prescott Colton Sutton and T.Y. Hilton I'm kind of off the T.Y. Hilton train if I'm being honest with you guys, because I just don't believe that T.Y. is going to be one of those kind of guys that just has a bounce-back season. After he was dealing with so many injuries last year, he just could not stay healthy. If I read off how many games he played, I think it was around 8, 10 games last season. He didn't play too hot. Now, obviously, they bring in Phil the Thrill Rivers off this draft, or not off the draft, they just bring him in off the street, and then they bring in Jacob Eason to be his backup to eventually breed Jacob Eason into that kind of guy that's the starting quarterback, but what happens? I mean, last year, Keenan Allen kind of sucked. Like, he finished fine, but there was games where he just disappeared because Rivers was a goddamn idiot, and with a guy who's as injury-prone recently as T.Y. Hilton, I'm going to go ahead and just avoid him. That's why I would not draft him here in the seventh round. Now, right now, one, two, three, four quarterbacks have came off the board. Lamar Jackson, Pat Mahomes, Kyler Murray, and Dakota Prescott. So, the top-tier kind of quarterbacks are already gone. Until you get to Russell Wilson, he'd probably be the last top-tier quarterback. 
So, if I'm going to be honest with you, I'd rather just wait a little bit. As long as I don't, if I don't see value on the board here, I'll just pick them. But if I do see value at the other positions, I'm going to have to go ahead and just select the other positions. So, right now, looking at the board, at the wide receiver position, Calvin Ridley still available, Devontae Parker, Tyler Lockett, DJ Chark, Stephon Diggs. And then at the running back position, Car- uh, Chris Carson, Jonathan Taylor, David Johnson. So, there's kind of a tier here where it starts to eventually fall off. After Chris Carson and Jonathan Taylor, now, Jonathan Taylor is a guy who I think will really light it up like four, five weeks from the start of the season, but I'm not trying to wait that long in an eight-team league. I'd rather draft a guy in Chris Carson who I think has immense talent and is a guy that regardless of his fumbling issues, this guy can't fucking, he can't hold on to the rock. He's the opposite of Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas has glue hands. This guy has feet for hands. He's got those butter fingers, no free ads. Shout out Butterfinger, but Chris Carson just isn't that great at holding on to the ball, but it doesn't matter because Rashad Penny's still hurt and they bring in fucking DJ Dallas. What's DJ fucking Dallas gonna do? Absolutely nothing. He's named after a fucking place in Dallas that goes 8-8 eight and eight every goddamn year, so how can you believe in that? Chris Carson is the running back I will select here right now through seven rounds. We have Austin Eckler, Nick Chubb, Michael Thomas, Robert Woods, Mark Andrews, Le'Veon Bell, Chris Carson. Now, you can either put Le'Veon Bell or Chris Carson in the flex spot if you want to go more safe. Typically, on the week, you're going to want to go with Le'Veon Bell, but if you see that upside in the game with Chris Carson, I'd play him. I think it's going to be either or, depending on the matchup every single week. So, still looking at the board here. After our pick, uh, Mr. Russell Wilson can the board, followed by DJ Chark, Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen, Jonathan Taylor, Devontae Parker, Calvin Ridley, David Johnson. Now, when you're in these kind of leagues, where it's smaller, 8-10 team leagues, even 12-team leagues, I typically only draft one quarterback. I just draft the guy. If he sucks ass, you just fucking cut him. It is what it is. But looking at the board, uh, Stefan Diggs getting picked pretty early here. Pretty normal, though, and his teammate Josh Allen got picked around there. I love Josh Allen's upside. Uh, Devontae Parker, Kevin Ridley picks I like as well. David Johnson is a guy that I'm really, really on, strictly based on the fact that I think that Mr. B.O.B., Bill O'Brien, realized he fucked up heavily in trading DeAndre Hopkins for a used condom and David Johnson so I think he's just going to give him the rock repeatedly and often so I think that David Johnson actually has quite the fine year as long as he can stay healthy now Deshaun Watson has completely fallen in this draft he just has because now Deshaun Watson loses his biggest weapon in DeAndre Hopkins because Bill O'Brien would prefer a used goddamn condom so I don't know Sean Watson, I think, is going to still be great, but I am a bit worried because his weapons just love getting hurt. Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller, I mean, Randall Cobb's the safest option there. So I'd much rather just pivot away from him and go ahead and attack the wide receiver train here. And to me, Tyler Lockett's still available, but I just don't think he's going to be able to stay healthy again. I mean, if he does, he's probably a very safe pick, but I'd rather go with the high upside pick in either Terry McLaurin or DK Metcalf. Right now, I have them pretty close to my rankings, but I think I'd rather go with the upside guy in run or past TMC, Terry McLaurin, Mr. Mr. What's his fucking nickname? He has some stupid nickname. He's like F1 McLaurin, Terry F1 McLaren. This guy is going to be looking much better than the last season. Last year, he was a rookie with his fucking starting quarterback from college was his quarterback, and that guy decided to go pull a Stevie Wonder act and go blind and not be able to throw him the ball. But then later, we saw them get that better connection back. I think Terry McLaurin eats this year, regardless of how bad Washington is. Terry McLaurin tore it up last season, so I think he could easily do it again in 2020. So after we went with Mr. Terry McLaurin, Tyler Lockett, followed by Devin Singletary, DeAndre Swift, DK Metcalf, Debo Samuel, and Key Sean Vaughn. So I'm going to go ahead and attack the wide receiver position again here, and draft my boy, Tyler, yeah, Boyd, 
Tyler Boyd was a guy I was so on last season, and I have never been more right in my goddamn life. Tyler Boyd has torn it up two years in a row, and if you look at his stats, I made a video, wide receivers sleeper video, Tyler Boyd. He's actually better with A.J. Green on the field than without A.J. Green, but it's pretty similar. So regardless if A.J. Green is on the field or not, I'm not fucking worried because Joe Burrow is going to dial in on Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd in his last two seasons in 2018, 14 games played, 76 receptions, 108 targets, over 1,000 yards, 7 touchdowns. Last season, 16 games, 90 receptions, 148 targets, 1,000 yards, 5 touchdowns. He did it with fucking Ryan Finley. He did it with Andy Dalton. He can do it with big man Joseph Burrow out of LSU. Go Tigers! So we're going to draft Mr. Tyler Boyd here. After Tyler Boyd comes James Conner, J.K. Dobbins, Julian Edelman, Mock Ingram, Kareem Hunt, Mike Williams, Evan Ingram, Michael Gallup. So we're going to keep waiting on the quarterback position because I don't necessarily love any of these guys. If Deshaun Watson falls into the 11th round, I'm probably going to have to pick him. But I want to get another running back that I believe in, and that is going to be David Montgomery. Typically, like I said earlier, I don't draft two quarterbacks. I'm not drafting two tight ends either. I'll just cut someone and dra- and pick up a new tight end when Mr. Marky Mark Andrews is on by week. So I'm going to go ahead and select David Montgomery here. David Montgomery last season just did not play up to expectations. Most people thought David Montgomery was going to be a top fucking 15 running back. I kind of thought that as well. I kind of sipped the Kool-Aid there like I was in Jonestown, and I believed in it. At the end of the day, he kind of just bent you over and raw-dogged you. Not even him. It was Matt Nagy and Mr. Kissin' Titties, Mitchell Trubisky. Now, Mitchell Trubisky's out. Mr. Big Dick Nick Foles likely in. So I think that Dave Montgomery has a bounce-back season. After last year, almost getting 1,000 yards, 7 touchdowns. I mean, he had an okay season, but there was a lot of hype on him. Now he's falling in drafts, so his hype is lower and his value is much higher. So I'm going to select David Montgomery here. So if you guys have enjoyed the video thus far, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below. Now, right now, the value is unreal on the board. David Montgomery, after we went with David Montgomery, Brandon Cooks, Raheem Mostert, Cameron Akers, Tyler Higby, Marvin Jones, Philip Lindsay. I love Cam Akers. I love Tyler Higby, but there's a clear pick here, and it's Deshaun Watson. He has fallen far too far. Regardless of what's around him, he's done it with the shit coach. He's done it with just DeAndre Hopkins. I'm sure he will find another guy in Randall Cobb or uh, Cooks for four games or Will Fuller for four games because those both motherfuckers love getting hurt. So I'm going to go ahead and select Deshaun Watson here. I think he figures it out. I think he plays great. And that value in the 11th round is unreal. So if you guys think that Deshaun Watson falling this far is kind of unreal, then go ahead and just wait and select a guy like TB12 or a guy like Mr. Stafford or Daniel Jones later that I think has great value as well. So looking at our roster through 12 rounds, we have Deshaun Watson, Austin Eckler, Nick Chubb, Michael Thomas, Robert Woods, Mark Andrews, Le'Veon Bell. Our bench is comprised of Chris Carson, Terry McLaurin, Tyler Boyd, Dave Montgomery. So we have two bench spots left on our roster after we selected Deshaun Watson, James White, Count the Board, followed by Will Fuller, John Brown, Jared Cook, Hollywood Brown, Gronk, Ronald Jones, Drew Brees. Gronk is going to be going in like the 12th round, 10th round of all these fucking leagues. I don't get it. I just do not get it. The guy has not completed a season since like 2011. He hasn't played all the games. It's fucking crazy. Let me pull it up real quick so I can tell you the real stats. 7, 15, 15, 8, 14, 13. Oh, I just messed up there. I'm so sorry. We're going to have to go back here. My bad. But yeah, he just can't complete a season if you paid the guy. So I think that right here is very easy. And we're just going to go ahead and select another running back or wide receivers. Right now we have 1, 2, 3, 4, 
five running backs and one, two, three, four wide receivers. So we can go wide receiver running back with these next two picks. So we're going to go ahead and throw kind of a dagger here at Deontay Johnson. Now, I think Deontay Johnson has a lot of upside. I am a bit worried about the fact that they drafted another wide receiver in the draft in Chase Claypool, but you know what? I'm not no bitch. I'm going to go ahead and draft him anyways because I think that he has such high upside. There's potential that Juju ends up leaving. Well, and he's not. this is in the Dynasty League, so he's not going to leave this year, but I think Deontay Johnson is really going to make that leap with Big Ben under center in comparison to a guy who just loves getting smacked in the face in Mason Rudolph or a guy like Duck Hodges, who throws ducks uh, when he's fucking throwing the ball because he just is not that good. So we're just like Deontay Johnson here. And then we are going to go with a running back with our final picks. So after we went with Johnson, Henry Ruggs came out the board, followed by Mike Licky on my Gasicki. Uh, Christian Kirk, Darius Geis, on Johnson, Matt Burita. Matt Burita probably would have been the pick there. But we waited, and we're just going to go ahead and select a guy who I think has potential to win you your goddamn fantasy league, and that is Mr. Alexander Madison. We know Dalvin Cook is injury-prone. We know Dalvin Cook has not completed a season in his first three years in the NFL. And I know that his backup, Alexander Madison, is pretty fucking good. So if Cook, if Cook ends up getting hurt, we're going to be cooking with his backup and Alexander Madison. Nice pun right there, Nicholas. So after that, uh, Stone Shepard came the board, followed by Danny Dimes, Sony Michelle, Matt Ryan, and then a bunch of defenses. So what you're going to want to do is I haven't even done the research yet, but the schedules have came out. So you're going to type in NFL schedule week one. You find a defense playing a shitty offense week one. I think the Bills are playing the Jets, so love that, and then they're playing Miami, and I'm a Dolphins fan, but it might not look too hot for us the first couple of weeks, so the Bills are a definite easy snag there. I think Sam Darnold crumbles under the pressure week one, so all you got to do is find a defense playing a shitty offense week one, and they cut them week two unless they have another easy opponent, and then for the kicker, I'm going to be making a kicker video in the offseason, so we're going to go with third leg Greg Zerline on the Dallas Cowboys, so our draft is complete. We got to see, but that does not mean shit at all to me what the draft grade is. So our team is Deshaun Watson, Austin Eckler, Nick Chubb, Michael Thomas, Robert Woods, Mark Andrews, Le'Veon Bell, defense kicker don't really matter. And our bench is comprised of Chris Carson, Terry McLaurin, Tyler, yeah, Boyd, David Montgomery, Deontay Johnson, and Alexander Madison. So if you guys ha did end up enjoying this video, please make sure to click that subscribe button that's on me or down below. Check out one of the videos that's on your screen right now. Please click that subscribe button, guys. I'm going to be producing content every single day until the NFL season ends. Have a great rest of your guys day i love each and every single one of you guys i'll see you guys tomorrow in another video good boy